morning, good morning, my good people. It's Thursday, December 22nd. Man, we back for another episode of the Man to Man Pod. Man, I'm your shooter, Antoine Bethea. I'm rocking solo today, my guy D Buck, man. <clears throat> Traveling, trying to beat this weather. Obviously, you know, you got to get to the to the Thunderdome, so he's on a flight. So I'm going to roll, be rolling solo today. But we're going to do something different today. Obviously, we're going to talk some ball. Um, Pro Bowl, Ross has been announced. Uh, we're going to speak on Jalen Hurts, his injury. What does that do for him in the MVP race? What does that do for the Philadelphia Eagles um, these last couple of games and going into the playoffs? Um, we're going to talk about the benching of Matt Ryan. What does that say for our Indianapolis Colts? What does that say about Matt Ryan? um and his career as well but one thing i'm excited about i was thinking about last night like hey since i'm gonna be rolling dolo let's get some of my some of our people that's been following us for a minute let's get them on here get them on live we can talk some ball we can talk whatever they talking about man so um the producer tone he's reached out to a few people 10 to 15 people i'm gonna bring them up man and we just gonna shoot the shit man um, so I'm, 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 I'm excited about today's show. We're going to get it in, man. We're going to have some good time. Um, it's just almost Christmas, man. Hope y'all had a good night rest. And I'm going to catch y'all on the other side. We back, we back. First, man, before we start off, man, um, I want to send my my condolences to Ronnie Hillman's uh, family uh, with heavy hearts, man. Got the news last night. Um, well, actually, I think he passed, maybe passed this morning. But former Broncos running back Ronnie Hillman um, dies of cancer at the age of thirty-one. I think it said it was a, a rare form of bone cancer. Um, so again, my, my condolences to his family, um, you know, to, to the Broncos family, I think for them, I think it's like two years in a row that, you know, a former player has passed. So again, as we always talk about, you know, love on your family, love on your loved ones, your family, friends, man, you never know, um, you know, when that, when that day could come. So again, man, my condolences to Ronnie, Ronnie Hillman's family. Um, to his loved ones, to his friends, man. Um, so y'all, y'all pray for that, man. Y'all pray for him and his family. <clears throat> man, as always, Thursday night football tonight, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Um, last five games, you can hit, you can see it here. Tone. Got these nice graphics from FanDuel. Last five games, they're on a two-game win streak, Jacksonville Jaguars are. Um, 
Playing some good ball. Trevor Lawrence, man, he's he's out here doing what he's doing. Playing some good ball at the quarterback position. Um, defense, defense is balling. Uh, the New York Jets, New York Jets, man. Last five games, they're one and four. They're one and four. Um, so I'm gonna give you my pick. I'm gonna go Jacksonville Jaguars just just because of the momentum that they have. And then at the Jets, man, their quarterback position, man, it's just uh, it's up in the air, and I, I'm not sure. Um, if they'll be able to overcome that, you know, um, these last couple games throughout the year, the defense, we've been talking about the defense all year. The defense has been playing well, been flying around, but as we all know, you need a guy at that quarterback position. And right now where he's at in his career, I would say Zach Wilson is not there yet. You know, Mike White, you know, balance some injuries. Um, we'll see how that goes, but Zach Wilson is not it right now, but he has a lot of room for growth. You know, I, I never want to be that guy that be like, that says, you know, in year two, year three, man, he needs to be looking like a, a future hall of famer. I know that's not, that's not realistic, but you know, some of the, some of the mistakes and, and, and things that we've been seeing, um, when he is on the field, there's some things that needs to be corrected, but I think he can't get it corrected, but. Tonight, man, I'm going with Jacksonville, um, and they are actually one-and-a-half-point underdogs, so it's a pick em. So I'm going to go Jacksonville with the points. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I feel like, you know, he could continue to mature and keep playing some good ball like he's been playing. So, um, so yeah, man, y'all put some, some comments here in the section, man. Again, man, today I'm rolling dolo, no deep butt today, but I'm definitely going to tap in and get some of my fans on here so we can have some good conversation um, for the day. In other news, Jalen Hurts, man, his injury. What does this mean for Jalen Hurts individually, but also what does this mean for the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And what do I mean by that? So individually, <clears throat> um, we talked about it last on Monday. We feel as though Jalen Hurts is at the top of that MVP race, right? Um, I think he should win MVP. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes um, that's been playing some good ball of late. But sitting where, where the Philadelphia's, Philadelphia Eagles are sitting at with one one loss and just what he's been doing, how he's been playing the game, um, I think he should be the lead runner um, for the MVP, the, in the MVP discussion. But with this injury and – possibly him missing the remainder of the season, will that hurt him in that discussion, right? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, what do you guys think? And then as far as the team, we always say, man, you want to go into the to the playoffs playing your best ball. And with Jalen Hurts possibly missing these last few games, like what can that do for his, for his play? and just the continuity of that offense. Um, do y'all think that's going to be a major, a major factor if Jalen Hurts um, doesn't play these last couple of games? And I would say, yeah, I think it will. Um, again, he's been playing well, but it's, it's very important to be playing your best ball, and just the continuity has to be there going into the playoffs. I think it's a lot of question marks, just even with, you know, teams that have locked up their division, um, Locked up, you know, hey, we're going to the playoffs. And then you have that discussion as far as do we sit our starters or do we play our starters? 
Um, I think there's a lot of conversation. A lot of coaches look at it differently, right? I know when, when I used to rock, um, it would be times where if a player was injured, was battling, you know, some type of injuries throughout the throughout the year or late in the season, coach would be like, all right, we're going to sit this guy down. But for the most part, it's like, okay, well, at least we're going to play a first half, right? We'll play the first half um, so guys can still go out there, guys can still go out there and play so, you, so you're not rusty going into the playoffs. So, again, it's one of them things where it's not a right or wrong answer, but I think everybody can agree on that. You have to be playing good ball going into the playoffs, regardless of what that first quarter of the season, what that second quarter of the season looked like, that third and fourth quarter of the season, you got to be playing good ball. So that's the only thing that I have as far as concern with this Jalen Hurts um, injury, as far as, um, you know, just how the, how the offense will, will, will play, and then even how he'll be playing, coming off a shoulder injury. So it's going to be something that, um, you know, just to, just to think about as far as, you know, moving, moving forward. Now, full one Bulls fan will hurt, will hurt the rhythm. Um, G.I. Joe, did you see Kyle Shanahan's comments about sitting before going into the playoffs? No, I did not. Um, so put it in the comments, G.I. Joe, what do you say? G.I. Joe, yeah, Gardner Minshew, he's back. Um, I definitely think he can make it work. He's he's proven that, you know, he can go out there, he can win some games for a football team. So um, definitely excited to see what Gardner Minshew can go out there to do tonight. Um, but I don't think it's, it's, it's going to be like Jalen Hurts. But definitely good to have a backup quarterback that can go out there and rock. Um, Kevin Kearney, A.B., can you talk about your experience with the coach when Dungey chose to rest you guys once you had your spot locked up? I forgot what year that was. Um, yeah, I just touched on it a little bit um, before, but but yeah, again, it, it just depended, um, depending on the situation. Um, we typically, you know, talking my shit, you know, we would have that AFC South locked up pretty pretty early for most of the time, but again, it was a situation where our guys hurt, our guys guys injured. Um, you know, let's let's at least have some of the guys. I don't think it was ever a point where it would be all starters just sitting. It was never that, you know, because again, continuity is is is, is real and serious, and you need that. You need that going into the playoffs. So I would say the the only time guys felt the type of way it was two thousand two thousand. It was year four, two thousand nine. It was the year that we were fourteen and zero. Um. The second our game 15 we was playing against the New York Jets. Um, and, you know, it was a game first half and they ended up pulling us um, second half, pulling a lot of starters second half. We ended up losing that game. Um, so naturally, we just thought that, OK, game game 16, we're going to Buffalo. It's going to be snowing like crazy that, you know, the starters are going to be um, be sitting. But, you know, it was some things that you know needed to go on. Um, so we ended up playing the first half. And I think that was the only time as players we were like, well, if we was going to play this first half game 16, we should have just played the entire game, game 15. We felt as though we could have beat the Jets. And, hey, let's go for this perfect season. But, again, man, it just depends on um, the coaches' approach, what they think is best for their team. Obviously, they know the pulse of their team. They know what they need, what they don't need. 
Um, so as a coach, man, you can kind of play with it differently. Um, but I think Coach Dungy, Coach Caldwell, I think those coaches, man, they handle it um, really, really, really good. Um, another question from J Starship. Hey, B, are you surprised on the Jags form as of late? Was it expected that Trevor Lawrence would start to get his rhythm? For the people that's been listening and been catching our shows, I said this early in the year that the Jacksonville Jaguars were my surprise team. Um, they started off hot. They cooled down in the middle of the season. But as you as you can see, as of late, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing some, some pretty decent ball. I think it was expected that Trevor Lawrence, you know, start to get his rhythm. Obviously, that's why he was picked where he was picked at. Um, his ceiling is and was very high. Um, Coach uh, Doug Peterson, I think he's doing a great job with that young team. That team is young. The offseason, they made a lot of – they made some good acquisitions on both sides of the ball via uh, free agency, via the draft. So, again, having those weapons around a young talent like Trevor Lawrence, I think you only start to see what – it could look like. And just think about what year two is going to be where, you know, all these guys have been together. The continuity continues to grow. Um, so I, I, we're going to see what tonight looks like. We're going to see what tonight's look, what tonight look like as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars. This could be one of them things like the Detroit Lions, like the Detroit Lions are playing really, really good ball right now. And if, and if the playoffs started today, I don't care who you are. You do not want to see the Detroit Lions right now. Not saying that they're unbeatable, but the confidence that they're playing with, you can see the swag, the coaches on the sideline, everything is, that's what you want going into the playoffs. So if the Jags can come out and put a good showing out on a short week, going to the Christmas holiday on a, on a, on a, on a hot note on a three game win streak, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars could be somebody that could, <clears throat> could get into the playoffs. Cause, cause think about it now. Ryan Tannehill, they just put him on IR. They just put him on IR, right? So we're gonna have the young boy in. The young boy's gonna be be starting, right? Um, the Tennessee Titans are one game ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Jacksonville get their win to, tonight. We'll see what happens with Tennessee. <clears throat> Jacksonville Jaguars could definitely go in the playoffs, representing the AFC. South. Kevin said Titans are dead. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But it'll be crazy to have Jacksonville Jaguars in the offs, the Detroit Lions in the offs. Some new times, man. They flipping over some new leagues, man. But it's good to see, man. And speaking of our coach, Matt Ryan um, bench for the second time this year. Um, they're deciding to go with Nick Foles against the Chargers. So two things, right? So what does this say about our coach, right? I think they just, they're looking like anything. They're just looking for any glimpse of hope, glimpse of hope from that quarterback position. Um, Matt Ryan has not looked good consistently under the center um you know went with sam earlier this year so now you know you're going to nick Foles. 
see if he can give our coach that offense a spark. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, he's on IR with that ankle injury that he's been battling, battling all year. Um, so, man, it's, it's been a rough year for a coach, man. Again, all, all we can say is that, hey, you got to fight fight to the end. Um, <clears throat> you putting that you putting your work on film, so everybody's critiquing that from the coaching staff, from the front office, from other teams. If you're hitting free agency, so you got to put good film um, out there. You got to continue to work hard, man. So again, our coach, man, it's been a rough year, a long year, but we all faithful fans, man. We're gonna stick with it, man. But again, what does it say about Matt Ryan's career? Is he done? Is he done? Y'all, let me know in the comment section. Is Matt Ryan done? I'm not. You know, if it's if it's not the coach, will somebody else, you know, sign the vet? You know, definitely has a lot of knowledge, but like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Before we keep it going, man, shout out to FanDuel, our official sponsor, the month the man to man podcast. Um, shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook, man, holding us down. Um, you can go to FanDuel, get your same game parlays. It's easy to do. It's easy to bet with them. So, again, man, y'all tap in with FanDuel. Thank you for what you do for the man-to-man -man pod. And this is going to be a part of the show as far as our Pro Bowl rosters. Pro Bowls was announced. The NFL announced the Pro Bowl rosters, man. Um, and this is a Important, important time, exciting time for players, for fans. Obviously, we know um, how to how to vote and goals. You know, you have some fans, you have some players, you have some coaches. Um, and in my time playing, I was able to be announced as a Pro Bowl um, participant three times in my career, two times with the Indianapolis Colts, one time with the San Francisco 49ers. And as a player, man, you know, that's, that's dope to get that recognition, not only from your peers, but again, from the coaches and from the fans. Um, and I will say that I think about the first time that I, I found out that I was going to the Pro Bowl. It was my second year. And I come, I'm kind of thinking about this because I looked at, um, the video here. Matter of fact, we got it right here around Rivera telling his guys that, um, they made the Pro Bowl. So check this out. No, um, yeah, don't mind him. We're just finished. I got to finish that up a second, but listen, um, congratulations. You're the Pro Bowl special teams guy. You're the starter. You earned it, young man. Everything you've done. And I know your mom would be proud. You earned it, young man. Appreciate it, coach. He's one of the best in the league, man. That's that's something special. And shout out to Ron Rivera, man, and his team capturing all of that. Um, but for me, like I said, my first time. Um finding out that I was going to the Pro Bowl. It was off season. Um, I was actually back at Howard University in DC, just chilling. Um, I was at my 
my old DB coach's office, just sitting there chilling. And I got a call from Craig Kelly. Shout out to Craig Kelly. Um, I was wondering, like, man, why is Craig calling me now? You know, season is over. Um, and he was like, man, congratulations. I'm like, congratulations about what? And this, I was, um, I was a alternate. I was an alternate. He was like, congratulations. I'm like, what you talking about, Craig? He was like, you ain't, you, you haven't heard? I'm like, I haven't heard shit. He was like, man, you made the Pro Bowl. And um, it was like one of them things. It was like, man, like, ex excitement. You know, and my, my, my DB coach at the time, Ron Boatwell, my old DB coach, Ron Bolton, man, he was just looking at me like, what's up? I'm like, man, you know, I just got a call that I just made the Pro Bowl. And think about it, my first year, um, we made the, we went to the Super Bowl, we won the Super Bowl. And then my second year, being able to get that call, um, saying that I made the, made the Pro Bowl, like those first two years for me as an individual coming from Howell, man, it was just a great time, man, a great time. So, again, shout out to all the guys that made the Pro Bowl. We have them here. Um, we have them by position here in the NFC. I'm going to run through them really, really quick for the for the people that can't see the screen. Um, we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, and Kirk Cousins. Um, look at the NFC. You know, you can have your, you know, your question marks, but I think this was a good, good list right here. Jalen Hurts, shout out to Geno Smith, man. Didn't write them folks back and Kirk Cousins, man. So I think, you know, they, they got it right here. Running backs. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, all from the NFC East. All from the NFC East. Shout out to those guys. Fullback um, Kyle. I'm not going to butcher his last name. Kyle J from the 49ers. Um, wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Scary Terry, man-to-man -man pod alum. Um, I think they got it right there as well. Tight ends, we're going George Kittle and T.J. Hawkinson. Offensive tackles, Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson, and Tristan Wirsch. Offensive guards, Zach Martin, Landon Dickerson, and Chris Lindstrom. And the center, Jason Kelsey and Frank Ragnow. So a good list, a good list. Obviously, you know, every year you can talk about, you know, different players that should have and could have made the roster. Um, but I think that's a, a great list on the defensive side of the ball for NFC Started with the defensive ends, Nick Bolsa, Brian Burns, and Dem Demarcus Lawrence. Interior lineman, Aaron Donald, Jonathan Allen, and Dexter Lawrence, a.k.a. Sexy Dexy. Outside linebackers, we got Michael Parsons, Darius Smith, and Hassan Reddick. Shout out to Haas, man. Um, we got to get Haas on the, on the pod, man. We got to get that done. Inside middle linebackers, Fred Warner, uh, Demario Davis. Corners, Darius Slade. Trayvon Diggs, Tyreek Woolen, and Jair Alexander. Safeties, free safety, Quadre Diggs, strong safety, Buda Baker, and um, Talanoa. I ain't going to butcher his last name either, but young man been playing and been balling out there in, in the Bay Area for the San Francisco 49ers. So congrats to them. And special teams, long snapper, um, Andrew DePola, punter. Tress Way, place kicker Jason Myers, return specialist Cavante Turpin. Hey, that's another another beautiful story there. And special teamer uh, Jeremy Reeves. And as you just saw with the um, with the clip there, 
um, with Coach Rivera um, telling his players that he that they made the Pro Bowl, man. So shout out to those guys again. Congratulations, man. That's an honor to be able to be named a Pro Bowl again by your peers, coaches, and the fans. And we're going to jump into the AFC Pro Bowl roster before we get some of our fans and some of our friends up on the screen and talking some ball or whatever they want to talk about. Here at AFC, we're going to start with the offensive side. Quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Uh, running backs, we got Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. Fullback, um, we got Patrick Ricard from the Baltimore Ravens. We go to the wide receivers. Um, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase. I think any quarterback would love to have that wide receiving quarter throw to. Tight ends, we got Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Offensive tackles, um, Laramie Tunsil, Teron Armstead, uh, Orlando Brown. Um, offensive guards, we got Joel Batanio, Quentin Nelson, and Joe Dunny from the Kansas City Chiefs. Centers, we got... Um, Creed Humphrey and Mitch Morse. And that rounds up your offensive side of the ball for the AFC Pro Bowl roster. Defensively, defensive ends, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Trey Hendrickson, interior linemen, Chris Jones, Quentin Williams. Shout out to Quentin Williams, man. Jeffrey Simmons, outside linebacker. We got Matt Judon, Khalil Mack, and TJ Watt. Inside slash middle linebackers, Roquan Smith and CJ Mosley. Cornerback, Sauce Gardner, shout out to the Rook, Pat Sertain the second, Marlon Humphrey, and another man-to-man -man alum, Xavier Howard, down in the 305. We'll go to the safety position, free safety, Mika Fitzpatrick, strong safety. We got Derwin James and Jordan Poyer, a great safety crew there, special teams. We got long snapper, Morgan Cox, punter, Tommy Townsend, place kicker, Justin Tucker, Return specialist Devin Duvernay and special teamer Justin Hardy. So again, man, congratulations. Congratulations to everybody being named to the Pro Bowl roster. If it's your first time, definitely salute. If it's multiple times, keep doing what you're doing. Stay consistent. That's how you get that longevity in the league, baby. So um, so let's get to it, man. What we're gonna do now, um, something we've been talking about a long time you know just getting some of the, the people that's been rocking with us from day one to really come up here show face man uh whatever you want to talk about your team good season bad season um whatever man so first off man we're gonna take um who is this my guy destin adams what's up 41 what's good man how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good you know it's a thursday morning i'm off work christmas christmas break is early for over here i'm i'm in, I'm in indiana i'm in the 317 oh you're in the 317 man that's what's up man so what's good man what you got planned for the uh for the holidays what you got um, I'm good. I mean, th this will be the first year me and my wife really don't have to travel much at all. All of our yeah. families in this area, which all this snow is about to hit us here. So it's very good how timing. Much, how much uh, snow y'all um, y'all think about? What y'all getting? How much? Man, it's crazy projections right now. It's like anywhere from like two inches to eight inches. I don't even know how you prepare oh, for that. I don't, see, that's one thing I don't miss about Indy. I love Indy, but that snow, I don't miss that shit. No, I don't miss not. that. 
So what you think about the coach, man? Uh, and, and before we get off, man, I want you to plug your podcast because, you know, I've been on your pod, man. You're doing some great things, man. So I want you to plug your pod. But before that, man, talk about those Indianapolis Colts, man. Like, what's up? What's going on? What you think we need to do to kind of get this thing back on the right track? Well, it's been a year. It's been a year. It's probably been a year that feels like 40 years for some Colts fans. Just like one of those 40 years out in the desert type things. Um, this team for lack of a better word, has underperformed just about every area you can think of. Uh, yeah. Going into preseason, I was out at training camp. And just seeing the team on the field there and the expectations you have for not, not just guys like Matt Ryan, um, but this offensive line looked like a team, like a rec- thing to be reckoned with during the, the training camp. The pass yeah. rush looked like a real threat during training camp. So you see all these things, and the team, the team just kind of falls flat this year. Um, that was going to be my question for you a little bit, actually, was there's only really one season that you had to deal with with the Colts where you you weren't a legit contender for most of your career, essentially. So that 2011-2012 year obviously ends up being when Peyton Manning gets hurt before the season starts. Yep. Um, you, you guys end up going 2-14. and 14. You guys have a very similar quarterback situation where you had to start three, four quarterbacks. Um, so how was it for you playing for a team where eventually at around this time of the year you were already eliminated from playoff expectations, you being a veteran? Um, so like, what was that like for you? Man, it, it was a good question. So for us, obviously, this was out of the norm. <laughs> you know, it was out of the norm for us. So um, we still had a, a reputation because, you know, that horseshoe and our helmets, man, that meant a lot to us in that locker room. And I think we had a, a great locker room. We had a great coaching staff. But typically, you could get in a situation like that where we was over going <laughs> into week 15. You know what I mean? So we were 0 and 14. So for us, it was like we didn't want to go in the record books as not winning a game. You know what I mean? So first first and foremost is like we got to do whatever we got to do, scratch, claw to get a win. But I think one of the things that I think helped because you could get to a point where like, hey, I do not want to go to work. But the guys we had in our locker room, we had great guys. And then the coaching staff did a great job of holding guys together, you know, um, obviously the vets too, keeping guys together, holding each other accountable. So it really didn't feel, it's crazy to say this, it didn't, the 0-14 could have felt way worse than what it did, I'll say that. You know what I mean? So we was able to finally get those uh, last two wins and we finished off 2-14. But it was tough, man, because at the end of the day, it's a results business, right? You, you know, It's all about wins and losses. I don't care about anything else, wins or losses. So we're not able to get more wins and losses, man. It's tough. But if you got a good, a good core group, core group of guys in the locker room, a great coaching staff that understands his players, then you can kind of work through that. So all those fans out there that are expecting the Colts just kind of fall flat and lose out because the players are on board with this tanking word, yeah. uh, you you don't think that's the case, huh? Hell no! Nah. Like I said, man, like you 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 got to perform on film. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's being critiqued in practice and on on, on game day. So um, some guys are in the contract year. Some guys are free agents. So uh, guys going to go out there. They're going to scratch. They're going to claw. I will say this. I know 100% of the time players aren't with the tanking shit. So they're going to go out there and they're going to rock, man. So I don't see the tanking. But, you know, obviously the game's got to play out how they got to play out. We'll see uh, where they go from there. Um, Before, you know, I'm going to get some other people on here. Plug your pod, man. Tell the people where they can where they can catch you at. 
Yeah, guys, every Tuesday and Thursday I drop an episode for SB Nation's Colts affiliate, Stampede Blue. Um, Our show is called Saddle Up with Rashad and Destin. Um, My guy, Shad McGinnis, and me, every Tuesday and Thursday, we take fan questions, cover this Colts team, even during this type of Colts season. We've been privileged to have guys like A.B. and Darius Butler on with us, so make sure you guys check that out. We'll have to have you guys on again soon, man. Man, you already know, man. That's it, man. Appreciate your support, man. Keep doing your thing, man. And I'll be talking with you soon. I'll be good. <clears throat> My guy, Destin, man. Again, man, put your comments in the comment section. Like I said today, man, we're going to tap in with some of some of the fans, some of the people that's been rocking with us from day one. Um, Man, my guy, John Jay. I still trying to catch John Jay. I owe you a motherfucking uh, body slam, too. John Jay, we're going to add my man to the street. Yes, sir. What's going on, my guy? Hey, I'm doing fun. I'm doing fun. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. How your day going? It's going fun. It's going fun. I'm just a little antsy that I'm, you know, speaking with you for a first for the first time. Never thought I'd be speaking to a Colts fan in any type of way. So, honestly, it's an honor, you know. Oh, man. I want you a last decade that. and a half. So, hey, hey, I'm excited. Nah, I appreciate it. Appreciate you. So what you got, man? What you got? What you want to talk about? You want to talk about these coats, man? Like, mm-hmm. what's your what's your what's your Christmas holiday looking like, man? What's good? What you got on your mind? No, uh, uh, so before we get to the coats, I'll talk about you know just my Christmas plans. You know, I'm a very simple dude. Same thing every year. We we'll usually have you know a few people come by. Excuse me. You know, we'll have a few people stop by in the house. You know, just a little family get together, cook some food. So I like it nice and simple. You know, I'm an introvert. You no, me, I'm not. I am not. No. Oh, shit. Not on Christmas. Not on Christmas. On, I do cook for myself Jay. normally, though. Huh? <laughs> I do cook for myself normally, but for okay. Christmas, I'll okay. leave that to mom. She's a much better cook than I am. Nah, I respect that. I respect that. So what's good, man? What you, what's up with these coats, man? Like, what's up, man? Like, what what, what needs to be done? And honestly, uh, honestly, as far as, like, you know, with, with Jeff Saturday being an interim coach, like, What's wrong with our coach? I think a lot's wrong. Uh, I think Jim Mercy, honestly, I think although he has, you know, great intentions, I'm sure you know that firsthand. I think, you know, he went about the wrong way. I think Frank Reich, although he did bear some responsibility in the lack of offensive production the team has been dealing with throughout the season and just the team overall, I think it's pretty asinine to fire him considering he's still a valuable head coach in some form over a guy who's never coached, who's never even been an offensive coordinator, an NFL head coach for that matter. And we yeah. love Jeff Saturday, but, you know, that job was not for him. Let's just let's just be brutally honest. And so, you know, with that, so with that, you know, um, I, I, I do have some, uh, I have one particular recommendation for a new What's head that? coach going into next season. I'm a big, big fan of D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for the 49ers, particularly because, you know, he can coach the hell out of a defense, as you know. And I think it's important, especially for the Colts, the last uh, two head coaches they've gotten, Chuck Pagano and Frank Reich, they've been much older guys in their mid to late 50s. So yeah. I think bringing in a guy who's currently 38, 38 years old right now, going to be 39, who's much more relatable to the players of t- playing today and who yeah. looks more like the players, I think he could bring I could I think he could bring a different uh, swagger to the team that Frank Reich and Chuck Pagano cannot bring. So I'm nah. I'm Shit, I like that, man, because like you said, Domingo Rhymes, man, he has that defense, man, flying around out there in the Bay for the 49ers. Um, 
And I, I like that. I want mine seeing Domingo Ryan's man as our head coach. It's been some mm-hmm. some rumors as far as bringing um Brun Harbaugh in from from Michigan. You know, we'll see how that goes as far as offseason. Um, just that that route that you know Jim Mercy decides to take. But I agree with you on that take. Mm-hmm. What do you what What do you think of Jim Harbaugh? Quick point. Um. Sure. I mean, a good coach. You know, I had him. He was my head coach one my first year out there in San Fran. Um, you know, sometimes he could rub people the wrong way, but again, man, that's not that's not what the business is about. The business is about going out there and putting a being able to put a good product out there on the field. And in San Fran, he was able to do that. At Michigan, he's been able to do that. So mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for, man. Like that's all you that's all I that's all I can respect as a as a as a person. Um, as a head coach, when you go up there and you t- you you speak in front of grown men, you know you gotta stand on what you speak, and I think he's mm-hmm. done that. Regardless of if you like it or not, he 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 does that. And then again, like I said, he be, he's able to put a good product out there on the field, man, and that's what you want. Yeah, I think if he was fifteen to twenty years younger, I think I'd be uh, maybe I might have been in favor of him as well. But like I said, you know. He's just much older than the guys. I think they just need to go for someone, someone much younger like D'Amico Ryan's. And like I said, I think he, I think with him being a younger head coach as well, his upside is much higher. And yeah. I think you know within the next five years, I mean, he can he can show the league, you know, that you know he can he can coach very well, and it'll give also give other black coaches a step ahead in the hiring process going forward. So I think Facts. he's capable of doing that. So yeah, I'm, nah. I'm I'm in huge favor of D'Amico Ryan's coming. I hope they get him. Fingers crossed. Hey. You heard it from John Jay himself, D'Amico Ryans. You heard it from John, my guy, John Jay, man. As always, John Jay, man, you've been rocking with us from day one, bro. Yes, sir. We appreciate the support, man. Right. Um, You're welcome. You know, all the love, man. You tapped in Monday, Thursdays, man. You tapped in with us. So, again, man, I definitely appreciate you, bro. I right, appreciate you, too. Yeah, right, man, have a, good, have a good holiday. All right, you as well. My man, John Jay, damn screen was blue as hell, boy. You came ready for that. <laughs> but uh, but again, man, John Jay, man, appreciate you for tapping in, boss. Man, D'Amico Rhymes, man, I think he's going to get a lot, a lot of consideration um, this offseason as far as head coaching vacancies. And I think it's going to be a few of them um, this year, man. That Black Monday, it's just going to be real. Um, again, man, I'm, I'm looking in the comments. So if y'all got some questions, y'all got some comments, please put them in there. Um, Tone, Top Shelf Fitness, man. He trying to figure out how he joined Top Shelf, man. My man, my producer, Tone, gonna get with you. Dave K, he has a good question. NFL players prefer young, younger head coaches. Is that a do we prefer younger head coaches, man? We we prefer head coaches that can get the job done. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. I, I never was uh, a player like, you know, I want a younger head coach. I want to, I prefer a younger head coach. We want a head coach that can get the job done. Um, and that's going, you know, res- you know, gone on your respect. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, I always talk about when a guy gets up in the front of the room and you looking out, on these 60 grown men, 63 grown men. And when you speak, man, your, your words got to hold something. It got to mean something. You know what I mean? So regardless if you're young, you old, if you can project that on your players, that's what it's all about. 
Next up, who we got, man? Who we gonna bring up? G.I. Joe. Another one of a man to man power faithfuls, man. G.I. Joe, man. What's good? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you? Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah, man. I can hear you. I, I can hear you. What you got going on? Uh, just helping my fiance at her business and everything. She owns a dog grooming business. And okay. uh, so it's a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. You know, I I always try to tell her it was like a fluff job, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but, man, that shit's tough. Like, I mean, we always say, like, you probably get your hair cut out of Barber. He's a professional. You know, he does the right thing that you want. But you're not over there flailing about and doing all this other wild stuff. Dogs yeah. don't really respond the same way as humans do. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic of being able to kind of take every single scenario differently, kind of like on a football field, kind of like when I was in the military, being able to adapt and kind of relate in a way to another being is kind of neat. Yeah. How long um, has wife you been running the business? Uh, well, she's been, she used to show dogs in high school and pretty much she's been around dogs for majority of her life, like 20 years. And then, uh, she started her own business like 15 years ago. And then, okay. uh, she's pretty much solo dolo. She, you know, runs those social media. She runs like the whole back. She tells me what to do. Like, so <laughs> it, it's fun. It's a, it's a weird dynamic. My family, uh, my parents worked together and, yeah. you know, so it was a weird dynamic growing up where separating work and home. We used to do that in uh, the military. They was, they would train us. You can't take everything home with you. You know, like right. some people like with Kyler Murray, like he had a huge thing where, Hey, you know, like was he actually doing in the work at home or can he get all the work done? at work and having that separation, like working out for you guys. And for us, like we would work out, not just while we're at work, we would work out, you know, on our own, we would know our own body. We would know what we had to do, you know, understanding that, uh, the balance of your time and your energy is a very key aspect in being a professional and being a good human is being able to kind of balance all of the, the ebbs and flows, the goods, bads, the, you know, the being a, an athlete, I can see, you know, you guys have to kind of take a, a lot of the grunt, but you guys are all out there together. And I think that's what makes a good team is understanding like, Hey, when this guy's lacking, we got to kind of pick up for him. You don't want the other guy to look bad, you know, it's a it's an interesting dynamic. I think humans kind of lose that element of humanity where, you know, we just expect something from somebody all the time. And like, we aren't human. We don't have these good days. We have these bad days, you know, but I think as long as we're all understanding, we're all trying to push in the same direction. I think that's the only way that we can all become successful and truly be happy. So it's just a weird, fun kind of dynamic about life. And I think, uh, with podcasts, you guys always, you guys are kind of bringing the human of the athlete out because a lot of the times all you guys are judged on are your stats or how you do in a game. But like, that's a small fraction of what you are as actual humans. And I appreciate you guys kind of being more forthright, being more open and honest. And, you know, I really, it's, 
it's really fascinating because like us military guys, uh, we're all kind of misunderstood. Yeah. And, but we sign away a lot of our freedoms. We sign a lot of our abilities to be able to do certain things for other people. And you guys do a lot of that same type of stuff. You guys sacrifice a lot of your own personal time and energy away from your family, away from your friends, you're over there yep. working on yourself. And, you know, you got to kind of balance the, somebody would say it's selfish. Some people would say it's selfless. So it's yep. like, you got to kind of understand both sides of it, but it's good. Nah, man, that's, that's, that's good stuff, man. Um, definitely shout out to wifey, man, holding it down. I know being a business owner is not easy. Um, and yeah. I can only imagine, you know, um, working with your spouse and then having to come home. And be, I know that's a lot as well. Man, point, yeah. I know we, we used to talk about it all, all the time. What Coach Dungey did was like, you know, leave work at work, um, leave home at home, man. Yeah. And again, yeah. man, that, that really do that really does affect your um, – you know how you are in your work, your workplace, but then it also, if you take work home, it definitely can fracture, <laughs> fracture home, man. So I, I definitely agree with you on that one, GI Joe. It can, uh, it can test your base. No, you no. Know, if, if uh, at, at the end of the day, you should always go back to your fundamentals. All day. Fundamentals yep. will keep you in line. Fundamentals will keep you sane. Fundamentals will keep you safe. Because as long as you understand your responsibilities, you understand your time and where your energy should actually be focused, you can't if you if you do that, you won't be caught up in all the whirlwind of everything else that's going on. Because there's if you try to handle everything at once, you'll you won't end up doing anything at all. You know, it's it's kind of just understanding that whole dynamic of just doing your job and kind of just focusing on just one task at a time. You know, I like golf a lot and it helped me with getting out of the military because it's uh, it's like you, you fire and forget, you know, you you do it and then you move on. You, you're at a new challenge. You're at a new, you know, you can't remember that last play. You got to just keep on going. You got to focus on the next one at hand and you just got to, put yourself in that place and in that moment and then make it happen. So, yes, sir, man. Appreciate you. GI Joe, man. As always, man, you've been happy holidays. You guys. And, uh, sorry, DP couldn't make it. You know, I I would have loved to chopped it up with him, but I know that he's getting back to his fam dam and, yeah, man. So, you know, D-Butt, man, he's holding it down. He'll be back on Monday, but as always, GI Joe, you've been supporting us from day one, man. So, Absolutely. Um, appreciate that, man. And have a happy holiday, bro. Hey, you too, boss. All right, man. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I got G.I. Joe. Appreciate you as always, G.I. Joe. Um, if y'all got some questions or comments for D-Buck, man, D-Buck, he's in the comments section, man. So y'all put some um, some questions up there for D-Buck, man. Um, we'll get a few more. Uh my man C Pen for the win. What it do? Kansas City Chiefs, one of their biggest fans. What's going on, my guy? What's good, my guy? Man, hope you're enjoying yourself, man. Get close to the holidays and everything. Um, but yeah, man, the reason I really came on today is, you know, even though we near the top of the AFC still and all that, 
Right. There's one thing. There's one. There's one. There's one. There's a few things that bugs me, man. And it's about you guys, man. The Colts, man. What's it's good? Like every time we go against y'all, man. No matter how good these teams are, no matter how bad these teams are or whatnot, we seem to have an issue with y'all. Okay, so like besides the whole matchup ordeal, like what else is it, man? What's the what's the ordeal with us not being able to have have as much success against y'all from your perspective? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I'm trying to think about. It's funny. We funny you ask that because I want to go back with my time playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think I've. Uh, I would say with the coach, I, I don't think we ever lost to y'all. Um, yeah. But as far as I think, but you said it, you said it when you first started talking. I just think it's about the matchups too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with with you guys, y'all always gonna have the boys on your back because y'all are y'all are a good team, and that's what good teams have to deal with week in and week out. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. Like I don't care how sorry the team is, how sorry the opponent is. They're going to get up to play a great team. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be that attention to detail is going to be um, a little bit more, you know, on point. You know, when you're playing a Patrick Mahomes, when you're playing a, a Travis Kelsey. So I just think that's kind of what it is. It could be the matchup. It could be whatever the case may be. But um, y'all going to always have that bulls on y'all back until y'all get to a point where y'all not good anymore. And I don't see that happening anytime soon with, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, being y'all quarterback. Yeah, the bullseye is crazy, man, because of another team, the Cincinnati Bengals, they kind of like y'all. They've been having our number ever since Joe Burrow took over. And since he, he's like 3-0 against us right now. It's like, yeah. Every single game's been by a field goal. We just can't get by, past them, man. That fourth quarter, they seem to have our number. That's been our issue with them. So. They saying out there y'all play down to y'all competition. Yeah, we have, man. We have. It's been it's been a little disappointing, man. Um, the Texas out. There's no business for us to go into overtime against them, you know, but it is what it is, man. So what's your what's your um expectation for the Chiefs this year, man? Is it Super Bowl or bust? Oh yeah, I mean, I still think we can get to the bowl, but you know, we gotta get past Cincy, man. That's the one team that's been getting us really. Uh Buffalo, I mean, that's the next team. They've been getting us in the regular season a bit, but in the playoffs, I, they just gotta prove they can beat us in the playoffs. But yeah. uh, Cincinnati, they've been having our number, man. We gotta get past them. Yeah, yeah, I see. You know, I it's just for in my opinion, it's it's Kansas City Chiefs, it's the um Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills coming yeah. out of the AFC out of those three teams. So we'll see, we'll see. I got a good shot though. Yeah, for sure, man. So I mean, so what you got planned for the holidays, man? Man, slow motion for me, man. Um, my sister in laws here today. My mom and dad they get here to uh this afternoon man so you know just sit around have a few drinks man eat good and watch the kiddos open up the gifts man so it's easy around here around the christmas holiday so that's what's up that's what's yeah up. man so again man we appreciate the support bro um have a happy holiday man enjoy the time with the fam man and shoot man keep doing what you're doing a happy new year all right you too man happy holidays merry christmas happy new year to you and your fam as well all right bro be good all right my g Man, um, D Butt in the Thunder. I think uh, D Butt, he's on his way to the Thunderdome, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, I could be wrong, though. But, no, I think he is on his way to the Thunderdome. Hey, again, man, I appreciate everybody tapping in, man, getting on the, the live show with us. We're going to get a few more people, man. Um, My guy, Evan, what it do, man? What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Appreciate you tapping in with us, man. How's your day going? Oh, it's going a little crazy. Got kids dropped off. Came back. I'm going into the lab later. I'm a chemist. So I mix it up. You know how it is. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, just been loving. Uh, I think uh, GI Joe was uh, saying a little bit, you know, how you guys really uh, bring like a human aspect uh, to a lot of these athletes. Uh, you know, presenting yourself, but also like you know, there's so much uh, chatter out there about this guy, this guy doing this and. You know, I think back in the day when I was, uh, you know, uh, coming up and being a player myself, you see guys like uh, Pac-Man out there getting wild and people talking mad crazy about him. They don't know him. Yeah. They just talk about him and he's getting into problems. And you get these media narratives that just kind of beat down on players. When, but they're real people, man. You know yeah. what I mean? People make mistakes. People have been brought up different. They may not have had the same sort of opportunities, which – and I'll give mad props to you and everything you've been doing with Howard over the years. Um, being a DC guy myself, obviously, I grew up outside of DC, lived okay. in DC. Uh, but you know, no, I know a bunch of guys from Howard, um, you know, because I went to College Park, uh, okay, right? But just see, seeing, seeing guys like you, you know, give back, uh, bringing, bringing uh, meeting to, to other, other players, legacy, and, and everything like that. I got it. I just, it's, it's heartening. Like you hear about it, you know, back in the old days, the old media, but you know, guys like you guys like, uh, you know, Pat and, uh, 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 the, you know, to so many of the other podcasts that are coming out really, it really just, uh, it just brings a different aspect to some seeing some of our favorite players also being some of our favorite humans. So yeah, so. man, I think as a player, that was one of the things that we always hated, right? Is that, you know, when you would hit you when you would hear things about players in the media, it was majority bad, right? Like yep. somebody was getting, you know, pulled over by the police, getting locked up, you know, whatever the case may be. But it was so much good that was going on in the NFL from players, you know. Yeah. After the league, you know, um having their own foundation, like all the things that they're doing in the community and it never got nearly as much as pub as the bad stuff did. So now as you said, you know, um, former players and current players are just, you know, controlling the narrative. And that's what it's always, always about is the narrative and how people, yes. um, in different perspectives. So, again, if we can have a microscope on every person's life, man, we'll be surprised at some of the shit that we will probably see or what we will probably uh -oh. hear. Oh, for sure, you know man. And so, again, man, everybody go through shit, but I, I appreciate you just even recognizing that. Yeah. And, and just lastly, um, so I'm a big Ravens fan. Uh, you know, obviously grew up out in the area. Yeah. Um, lately, uh, uh, you know, Eric DaCosta, his wife, Lacey, you see her on Twitter uh, talking up guys, uh, working also, uh, you know, uh, talking to like Marlon Humphrey, which is just like hilarious. Did you guys ever have like, a, I wouldn't say team mom, but somebody that kind of filled that role, either mom or dad or, or like uncle or something like that, that kind of like help hold you guys down? Um, I I did not. No. I did not. Like, obviously, you had guys that you were cool with that had significant others that you know, um, you know, just family wise, you know, were 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 good people and were cool. But 
as far as that, like, I don't think we ever had, like, like per se, like that team mom that would would hold it down. But, you know, we would have significant others bake cookies for the locker room, mm -hmm. um, bring cakes in for the locker room. We definitely did have that, man. But, but again, man, that just goes to show, like, just the culture of, of different teams. Like, a team has a great culture, a great, you know, um, foundation. Typically, that team is going to be a good team, and they're going to go far, man. So, Baltimore, yeah. they've had that for a long, long time. Good shout out to Ozzy, man. Shout out yeah. to Ozzy, hundred percent on that. No doubt, man. That shit is not easy to do, man. Yeah. So, again, brother, man, appreciate you. Um, hey. Hope you have a, a great, great holiday with the fam. Um, you too, keep buddy. Cooking it up in the lab, man. Literally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, shout yeah, out yeah. to you, bro. All right, take it easy, bro. All right, you too. Later. Yep. Next up, we got my guy Rob. Rob, man, what it do? What's going on, Diva? Or not Diva? What's going on, Antoine? Man, man, what you had? You had a couple drinks already? Nah, man, just got a little cold going on. Just got a little cold going on. Yeah, man, what's yeah. good, man? You 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 in Nap Town? You in Indy? No, uh, I was actually staying in South Carolina, actually. In what part? Uh, Charleston. Charleston? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. My uh, so, my dad lived in Indy. My dad lived in Indy when I was growing up, about 12 or 13. So, um, like, I used to go to the games at the RCA Dome. And, uh, you know, I got to meet uh, – actually got to meet you and D-Butt in Jacksonville one year. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I got both of y'all's autographs in uh, Jacksonville one year. I think it was actually D-Butt's rookie year when uh, he came uh, – or when he came over from uh, New England. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I, Nobody I, I, really. D-Butt, I think D-Butt went off in that game. D-Butt might have had – Yes, like, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. Nobody really knew who he was. Yeah. So, he, he went off in that game. Yep, he yeah, sure did. I was like. I think that's when I was like, oh yeah, I can play with this guy. You know, before then I was like, I was kind of on the ropes and shit, but but not nah, for sure, for nah. sure. Yeah, he uh, he definitely you know turned out to be one of the good ones for sure. Nah, facts, 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 man. Any any anything exciting for the Christmas holiday for you? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, well actually, yes and no. I'm uh, you know, I got to work on Saturday, Christmas Eve, but after that, I'm off for the next seven days. So. Okay. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. For sure. That's exciting for sure, man. But um, um I want to bring go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I just wanted to get your uh perspective on who you think uh, you know, coach would go with in the draft if they, you know, get high enough to get a quarterback. Man, I don't know, man, because shit, right now we sitting at I think we're sitting right at number now, six right now. Number six. Yeah, and I mean, I think the only team ahead of us that's going to probably take a quarterback would be Houston. Yeah, Houston definitely need a quarterback, and I think they will probably mm, – that's a good question. I, I could see them taking, you know, uh, Young from uh, – either Young from, uh, you know, Alabama or Stroud, one of the two. Yeah. I think Young going to be – I think Young might be the first to go off off the board. It, I mean, well, it depends, sure. man. It, it, it depends. I, I think with the quarterback, I think so much has to go into, like, you picking a quarterback, right? You got to understand, yeah. like, if you have a quarterback, you got to have some weapons around that young quarterback for him to be successful, right? So you, your O-line, sure. your, 
your, your run your running back, you got a running back. Um, I just think we still need that top tier receiver, and I think you know, yeah, for sure, we gotta go get that. I mean, so Pittman could be it. Go get. We gotta have. I had a lot of to make him thrive. I had a lot of hope for Alec, but he hasn't showed up in the past few games. Yeah, I mean, you have, so, you have hopes for for a lot of things, man. But that's what, again, man, this is sure. business, man. Like, and it's not a situation where we gotta. You can do it one week or two weeks, man. You gotta be consistently over a period of time where you're out there eating. For sure. And uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think um, Ursay stays with Ballard, or do you think he goes elsewhere? I know he's already said he's gonna stay with Ballard, but you know how the NFL works. Yeah, um, I think he stays with Ballard. I think he stays. I think with so too. Um, you know, Ballard. You know, they'll. I'm pretty sure they'll have a sit down and they'll go through as far as like what that new head coach looks like, what they're trying to bring in. And then they'll go For from sure. there. I think they'll go from there. But I think I think Ballard stays. I know that uh, I know that guy said you know he wanted the guy from San Francisco, which hey, I don't blame him on that one. But what yeah. do you think about the enemy, especially if we get a uh, you know quarterback? We're gonna have somebody that's gonna have to you know know how to coach up the offense. I think the enemy, man. I think it's long overdue for him. You know, I think he I agree. deserves uh, deserves a shot of being able uh, being a head coach in this league. So I won't be mad at that either. I agree. I agree. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I guess you answered all my questions that I had. <laughs> nah, no doubt, Rob. Man, I appreciate the support, my guy. Um, again, no problem, man. I appreciate you bringing me on. Of course, man. I wish you a happy holidays, man. Stay safe, man. You as love, well. Of course, man. Take it easy, brother. All right, man. You too, bro. All right, man. Yep. Joy, man. What's good, man? You've been waiting patiently, man. What's what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, AB? Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. I'm out here at work right now, but uh, everything's oh, supposed good. to be working. You gotta be on the pod, my friend. That. My friend. <laughs> I, I I, there's that. nothing going on out here. I'm out here in nature and stuff. I, I got nothing going on. I'm good. Nah, that's what's up, man. What's good, man? What you got on your mind, man? What you want to talk yeah, about? So yeah, I mean, uh, they just picked a Pro Bowl. I mean, you talked about the Pro Bowl earlier and about your first Pro Bowl. So for your first Pro Bowl, you got to play alongside, like, Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, my favorite player ever. Uh, you got to play alongside, like, Ray Lewis and stuff. Can you tell us kind of a little bit about what that was like to be able to play alongside those guys, especially since that was so early in the uh, in your career? Man, that was everything, man. Like you said, like, you just – you named – all Hall of Famers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So be able to play alongside, it was John Lynch as well. Like yeah. you said, Chan Bailey, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Um, like those are the moments as a young player, man, that you you never you, you never forget those type of moments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it was in Hawaii. So that was my first time in Hawaii. My first time my family was able to travel over there. But through those times, just sitting in the locker room, on the playing field, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a much looser environment. But just being able to hear those guys talk about the game, uh, talk about their their path and um, where they was at at that time. Because a lot of those guys, it was, you know, coming to the end for the most part for most of those guys. But that was everything. Again, I was my second year in the league, man. I couldn't imagine being in a better place or a better situation than at the Pro Bowl with those guys. That's all. And then you you made two other ones. Were were either the other ones when you were they all in Hawaii or was one of them when you had to go to Arizona? Nah. So um, the second one, what, what 
The second one was, yeah, the, so the second one was in Miami. And oh, then okay. um, the third one was in Arizona. Got you, got you, got you. Did you prefer the Hawaii one more? Uh, no doubt, no question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no question. I thought, I mean, and I get what the NFL is trying to do, make it, you know, a experience for the fans. So, like, you know, more fans from the States could could um could get there and you know it's, it's it's all about the all about the green man but as a player yeah. hawaii man you you know it's, it's a trip for you being able to get away with the family man and then being able to just touch another fan base so hawaii okay. by far yeah and then i last thing i had pretty much was i'm a huge broncos fan obviously champ bailey is my favorite character or favorite player and then second is probably von miller but uh thank you for beating the chiefs all those times when you were with the colts <laughs> That, <laughs> no doubt no doubt man again man like i'm telling everybody joy man appreciate the support appreciate you tapping in man and uh wish you a happy happy holidays brother yeah you too you ab or uh you db everybody all right man appreciate you appreciate it all right michael you there Leo, what it do? Yo, yo, yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. What's good? What's good, man? Uh, I just wanted to talk. I was going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and he should be the MVP, but everybody knows that already. So <laughs> I don't know, well, man. Really? Huh? I don't know, man. Patrick Mahomes, he's been balling, man. But 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 Jalen Hurts, man, he's been, he been rocking this year. He he was MVP before Jalen even got hurt. You know how the odds changed just a couple of days ago. I know Jalen been balling, but not like Mahomes, man. Now, I know right. I'm biased. I'm biased, but I really wanted to ask, uh, what do you? I know they was talking about it on Pat's show yesterday. Um, Debo was talking about it too, uh, about this Aaron Rodgers shit and guys being held accountable and how people didn't know signals and. You know, shit like that. Man, accountability is everything, and that's in every aspects of life, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think yep. it's kind of human nature where a lot of times people don't appreciate the being held accountable. Like, you might appreciate it on the back end, but when it's happening, like it's it's tough. I, I can't even I can't even front. But man, as a leader, as a guy that's been it, that's been doing it at a high level. Like you gotta hold your guys accountable. Like you know, being be, missing a signal, I don't like that's uncalled for. You know what I mean? Not knowing what you're supposed to do, that's uncalled for. So I don't mind. You know, it's a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a way to do it. As far as you know, calling guys out, holding your guys accountable, man. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about, man. Being able to be accountable to your guys. Yeah, and if you obviously if you. Ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. They ain't gonna tell you the signals. And I know they was talking about that article and shit like that. Yeah, but um, but no, nah, yeah. I don't think a Rod what he's doing. I don't think you know ain't nothing wrong with that man holding your guys accountable, especially your young guys. Man, you want to teach your young guys the ropes, man. Yeah, Give them that yeah. longevity in the league. Right, exactly. That's how you're gonna last. But I just want to hear what you had to say about it. That's it, man. You know, free gump. Free Chiefs of Holic. That's fucked up. <laughs> nah, I see you at work, bro. You get you, you grinding. You at work? 
Oh yeah, 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 man. We in Kansas. Let me open this door up. Show you this good weather you missed. I know you was talking about it earlier. Hold on. Uh, I already know it's probably crazy out there. Jesus. Yeah, y'all can keep that. We'll close this door back up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can keep that, man. But man, hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you tapping in with us, bro. Happy holidays. Yes, sir. Yes, likewise. All, everybody. All right, man. Be good, bro. Peace. My dude, I, I say that right? Hey, AB, can you hear me okay? I, I can hear you, my guy. What's good? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey. Hey, thank you for having me on. Uh, is it is it coming through okay? You can see my you can see my basement, all the pipes on the top. Yeah, <laughs> man, I can see that whack ass uh, Cowboys hat you got on. Oh my god, man, I I got I got to rep them right. But I go to I go to work in Michigan, so I also got this as a backup. So they're doing so, so, pretty so, well. Like so this which, is brand new lions, right? Brand yeah, new brand lions. brand new lions. Yeah, right. yeah. So. So yep. which one is it? Is it Cowboys? Is it Lions? No, it's, it's, like it's, it's all, now. Like you, it's, all, it's always Cowboys. It's always, always Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep, yep. All right, now you, you, you. I know you probably been watching the show a lot. I know D Buck got a lot of teams, man. So you look like you might got a, a a bunch of different teams over there. What's good? Right. Yep. I I know this is it's not. I mean, maybe I should have picked an AFC team like a backup in the other side. So yeah, <laughs> but it's the Cowboys. So yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me on again. This of is really course. cool. Uh, I'm trying not to like freak out and be a big fanboy, but I really like you guys' show. And then congrats on the winning streak in betting. I'm actually, I hope I'm not jinxing it. I'm trying. Don't, jinx, to... don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say right, it. Right. Yeah, right. Don't so say it. yeah. Don't right. So I had a couple of questions. If that's okay. No, that's perfectly fine, man. Right. What's up? So. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but Richard Sherman recently was talking about uh, Kyle Shanahan when he was with the Falcons and when Sherman was with the Seahawks. Uh, he talked about how Dan Quinn was the DC and then uh, Shanahan, he said, broke the rules of their defense. He ran like a, I think it was a multi-tight end screen and then uh, these guys were playing zone. So I was wondering, like, but more than the example, it was like when he said, uh, and then now Dan Quinn's with the Cowboys. So I'm like, he said the rules of the defense got broken. So I was wondering, you've seen a lot of different coaches and DCs, right? So how much do you think they really evolve? Like some of them are like their strategies don't change a lot, right? Like some guys are like, like if you see the like Spagnuolo or the, uh, the person with the Bengals, they usually go for a lot of pressure on third down. Yeah. Uh, so do you think they change a lot? Because sometimes it feels like the the Cowboys defense has been figured out a little bit last couple of weeks, but they've had injuries too. So I'm just wondering, do uh, DCs evolve a lot? I know personnel has a lot to do with it, but uh, like on philosophy, do they change a lot? You think? So um, again, like you say, personnel is key on the defense, right? So at the defensive coordinator, you can come in and say, look, I want to run this defense this way. But if you don't have your personnel, like sometimes you're gonna have to tweak that, right? So again, Richard Sherman says, "Hey, hey, switch it up." Like you got to look at okay, what Richard Sherman and that defense, the Legion of Boom, had versus what another defense may have. That personnel could be totally different. So as a DC, 
sometimes you do have to tweak that defense based on the personnel that you have, right? Um, to answer another part of your question, as far as like, does DC, do, do they evolve? They have to evolve. The game evolves each year. So it's some things that, hey, you know, this is what we do. But as the game evolves, coaches have to evolve. So that's, again, that's another thing where coaches study. You have to self-scout as far as, okay, well, we on third down, you know, you know, we 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 show that we we run this pressure, we zone blitz a lot, so we got to do something different. So again, it's it's a lot that goes into it. I don't ever think that you know it's a okay. This is one style. This is where you got to run it all the time. I don't think that's a good way to kind of look at it because again, you have to tweak different things week in, week out, year in, year out. So I get what Sherman was saying. Is like, okay, you know, we ran this defense and we were successful at it. You know, this was the coach that we had. But again, as time progresses, as as coaches move on with different teams, with different players, some things is going to have to change. But that's a great question, though. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think maybe it's also like uh, more of the college game coming in and the offense, and it feels like coaches are more adaptable now. Maybe maybe the younger coaches are also more approachable because they're younger, right? Because they maybe take more feedback. But yeah, right. Yep. Thank you for that. And then I was wondering. So I, I mean, I'm a pretty undersized guy, and I appreciate that corner and safety is probably one of the most difficult positions to play. Yeah. And I love you guys is talking about it from that perspective because you played in the league. Yeah. So I was wondering. So uh, it's sort of like a gotcha question, but would you prefer a like a out of the world linebacker, or would you prefer like a Bosa or Aaron Donald edge rusher on your team as a person yeah. in the backfield? Edge rusher. No, not even going to think about it. Nah, I'm not even going to think about it. Edge rusher, man. Again, as you always hear, coverage and rush, they go together, right? So as a DB, I want a guy that's going to be able to get to the quarterback in two to three seconds. So now in my mind, I already know, like, if I'm a corner, I can play off a little bit and I can read the quarterback and I can break because I know the ball's going to come out quick. You right. know what I mean? So or, again, or, you can, or you can jam them up and they get a coverage sack. Yeah, it plays hand in hand. So, a quite like no question, edge rusher, um, uh, 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 D tackle that can push the pocket, anything. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm always gonna go rusher. Right. Okay. Yep. Thank you for another that. good question. Another good question, man. Yep. Thank you. And then uh, before I forget, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. I'm out. Yours, I'm man. out here in Michigan, so we're all gonna get bad weather. Looks like so. Stay safe. Hope you don't got to travel a lot. No, I'm not traveling anywhere, man. You stay safe. You stay yep. warm. Yep. Um, and, you know, good luck to your Cowboys right. and your Lions. Yep. Hey, just one more if I can sneak one in. Of course, I, of course. I, so I thought about this. So I, I follow uh, quite a bit of basketball, too. And I I mean, well, with the Mavs one and then the Pistons one, I, I sort of like – it's going to sound odd, but I like when the Pistons one, if you remember, that was one of the last, like, defensive teams to win it. With yeah. a lot of hand checking, and then not a lot of matches like they scored more than 100 points, right? Yeah, it wasn't great for the league. And then the league made it like they don't really call even travels now. There's like yeah. jokes about people traveling all the time. So yeah, when so when some of these older folks are like, especially the guys who played in the 90s, they're like, no man, you wouldn't be able to. You can't go through the middle. People just whack you. And then uh, so would you bring back any rules or? That the NFL's banned now are sort of sort of taking it out of the game 
to make it more fair for the defense. Because even like Brady was saying sometimes, right? Some of these rough in the passers are also they're so silly, right? Like yeah. Um, I would say the defenseless receiver, right? Like that one, like I'm still like confused on how you make that a rule because the whole object of a defender is to stop the receiver from catching the ball. So if a, if a receiver has his hands on his, on the ball, pause, like the 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 defender gotta hit him. You know what I'm saying? So like the right. defensive receiver, man, that 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 rule, the roughing the passer, that rule. Um, it's a couple rules. Um, as long as also like as a like right now the DB if uh if you got a a six five you got a Trent Williams coming around the corner like as a defender I gotta hit him up high like back in my day we was always taught chop him low create mm. a foul like you can't do that so like some of these rules man it's just like obviously it's it's favorites for the offense like offense it sells tickets or whatever the case may be but there's a few rules man that I would change um that that just doesn't make sense to me right yeah thank you so much yeah yeah sometimes i look at it and i'm like yeah they just want to run up the score like because i mean it puts it sells tickets but yeah you want to see a more even game so yeah hopefully sure. that'll, yep that'll change too so thank you guys so much for having me on i love your guys' show and then hope uh hope the new year brings more success to you guys thank you so man, much i, I yep. appreciate that brother man be good yep. man be safe thank you yep you All too right. bye all right, man, we can get our last our last um guest up here before we get out of here. Michael, you there? Michael, you there? All right. Man, um appreciate everybody, man, jumping on. Jumping on, man. We might have we're gonna do that more often when D Buck gets here. Um, but again, man, we appreciate y'all. Um, happy Thursday, as I always say, man. Get those 30 minutes in today, man. Health is uh health is wealth. Um, I don't know what the hell going on with Mike, man, but that spectrum is whooping his ass today. But it's much love, man. Again, y'all tap into the um to the Saturday pick show. Um, me and D Buck, we're gonna give y'all our picks, man. Use that cheat sheet. Um, and as always, man, much love. Catch you on Saturday. We out. Plus, and select states first online real, real money wager only. Refund issue as a none withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 5342 NAZ. 1 7977 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. Visit Seven dash eight dash hope ny or text hope ny to four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee. Red line, all right. One eight hundred eight eight nine ninety seven eighty nine in Tennessee. One eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred in Wyoming. Or visit 
www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Hey, man, we gone. Merry Christmas. Love on your loved ones. See you Saturday.